0: So let me let's start here. So last night I was at uh, Old Mac Brewery, and uh, no, I did not drink any of the beers there. But they have good beers there. But we were there for uh, the John Locke Foundation's uh, unveiling of their latest poll, and for some reason or another, they asked me to uh, come and hang out and do some commentating on it. And so I I made some commentating and. the, the big headlines, though, out of this tie directly into what happened last night with the mugshot release and all of that. We're going to get into that. But I want to start with a snapshot of where the electorate in North Carolina is. This is not a national poll. This is a North Carolina-focused poll, and these are likely voters. The confidence interval is 95%, which is that's how confident, right, that you can be that these are accurate reads. Um, there's a, a margin of error of about 4%, so you want to keep that in mind, too. So everything can go plus or minus 4% in either direction. So, it, I mean, that's an eight-point swing. So anything that's kind of close is basically evenly split. That's how I tend to look at, at polling. The trend lines are always more important to me. I like to see the trend lines, and what I like about the Civitas poll that John Locke Foundation does is that they give you these trend lines. And by the way, you can get all of the crosstabs, all the, the questions, the demographic breakdowns. They make all of that stuff public at the website at johnlock.org. That's Locke with an E at the end, JohnLocke.org. So the big headline is very, 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 very bad for Joe Biden in North Carolina. So I know there have been a lot of Democrats and media, but I repeat myself, that have been really, really super excited about a bunch of money pouring into North Carolina because we're a purple state and we're totally going to be able to flip it blue. We just need people outside of North Carolina to pour a whole bunch of money into the state, into the, the races here, and then we'll be able to get out the vote and we'll be able to flip the, the, the state for Biden. Not with these numbers. I don't know how you how you get out from a twenty-three point deficit on your job approval number. Because that's where he is. And uh last night at Old Mac Brewery, uh Donald Bryson from the John Locke Foundation, he uh he presented the numbers and he showed the trend line and you take a guess when the Numbers for Biden started cratering. The Afghanistan withdrawal. As soon as that happened, his numbers dropped off a cliff and he has never recovered. He has never recovered. Right now, he has a 58% disapproval rating in the state of North Carolina among likely voters. These are not just adults. They're not just residents. They're not just uh, uh, registered voters. These are likely voters. And they got the the pool that they interview here is 600 likely voters. And in order to get 600 likely voters, Donald Bryson last night said that they make contact with somewhere in the neighborhood of about 60,000 people in the state of North Carolina in order to get these numbers. The firm that did the polling is called Signal, C-Y-G-N-A-L. They're a reputable firm. They are good. And a 58% disapproval versus 35% approval, that's a 23% or a 23 percentage point difference. That means he's underwater by 23 points. That is bad. That is really, really, really bad. You then add in the, uh, the questions and the responses about food prices. They asked, um, I can give you the exact question here. They asked whether people had seen an increase in the, uh, in the price of food, and it was 95%. 95% said, yes, the price of food has gone up. In the last year. Let's see. Here's question 21. I think it was like uh, 30 questions or something like that. So I've got all of these notes here and all of the Yeah, here it is. Compared to one year ago as the price of food you buy at the grocery store increased, decreased, or stayed the same? Price of food has increased. 95% said yes. It has increased. 3% said it has stayed the same. 0.6%. So four people in this survey said the price of food has decreased. I don't know who they are. Donald Bryson suggested maybe they grow their own food or something. I don't know. But four people out of the 600 said that their prices have come down. Then people were asked, what are the two most important factors contributing to the fluctuations in food prices? And... Number one response was increased fuel and energy costs. Number two was government policies. Number three, supply chain disruptions. And number four, global economic conditions. And then all of the other potential uh, factors, the important factors that people listed, consumer demand, conflict in Ukraine, uh, climate change and weather events, all of those were like climate change was the biggest one of those last three and that was at 14% a distant fifth place finish for that and single digits for ukraine and consumer demand and as i said last night i i'm encouraged by these responses because it tells me you know increased fuel and energy costs was the number one response and number two were government policies people People know what's going on and with 95% of respondents saying the the price of food has increased in the last year, like this is what is affecting people the most. This is a universal thing that everybody sees. We all need food. This is a universal thing. There is a lot of room to run in North Carolina. If you are a Republican and you want to nationalize the race, you make it about Joe Biden and you make it about the food prices. Now, there were some questions about Donald Trump as well. Um, There's the right track, wrong track. 72% of respondents said they think the country is heading in the wrong direction. And uh, Bryson said that usually this tracks also with North Carolina. So that's why they quit asking the question about state-specific, is North Carolina right track, wrong track? He said that just historically the numbers are always kind of exactly the same. So... They quit asking that question. So 72% say wrong track. If the election was held today and you had to make a choice, would you vote for the Republican or Democratic candidate for North Carolina state legislature? Republicans are enjoying a six percentage point lead in the generic poll. That also applies over on the congressional side as well. This is not what you would have seen As late or as early as, like, I think he said, 2018, Democrats usually do better in the generic poll question. Republicans are now leading job approval rating for Biden. Very, very bad job approval for Ray Cooper, governor of North Carolina. He's underwater now as well, which is pretty amazing considering. During the pandemic, when he was on TV every single day, he was somewhere in the 70 percent job approval rating area. He is now underwater. He's at 41 percent approval, 45 percent disapproval. Then let's see. Next question here. Who would you like to see take the oath of office? Consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. So, the next question on the Civitas poll from the John Locke Foundation Who would you like to see take the oath of office for president in 2025? Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Another Republican, another Democrat, or somebody from another party. Number one was Donald Trump at 29%. Next up, another Democrat at 20%. Next up, Joe Biden at 18%. And then another Republican at 17.9. So basically 18%. So in other words, Joe Biden is tied with a nameless other Republican, <laughs> just somebody else, anybody else that's a Republican and he's losing to any other Democrat nameless. Although I guess that could be RFK Jr. Cause there isn't anybody else, right? This is really, really bad for Joe Biden. Very, very bad. If you add the numbers together, Of Donald Trump plus another Republican and you add Joe Biden with another Democrat, you add all of those numbers together because this was a that was a preference. Right. But if you end up with a Biden versus Trump, then theoretically you should combine those two groups of numbers to find out where Trump or, you know, a Republican is versus Joe Biden or a Democrat, theoretically. So you add the two groups together and what you have is Trump or another Republican coming in at 47 percent and Biden or another Democrat at 38 percent. That's a nine point difference that is outside the margin of error. So when people say, oh, well, it could be, you know, uh, the, uh, North Carolina could be in play. Yeah, not really. Not for the presidential race. And then there's this, the question of uh, whether or not Donald Trump did something. He is accused. This is the question. Donald Trump, he's accused of trying to overturn election results. Do you think Trump did something illegal, something wrong, but not illegal? Or do you think he didn't do anything seriously wrong at all? Those are your three options, right? Illegal wrong but not illegal or uh, nothing seriously wrong sorry nothing seriously wrong the number one answer to that question yeah he did something illegal 47% say yeah he did something illegal 34% said he didn't do anything seriously wrong and then another 12% said yeah he did something wrong but it wasn't illegal so if you combine wrong with illegal you're at like 60%, right? You're at 58, 59% of the electorate or of the likely voters saying he did something illegal or wrong. But then you head over to this question, the very next question, do you think the way the Department of Justice is treating Donald Trump is motivated by partisan politics or not? 54% say, yeah, partisan. (laughs) So you've got more, so think about that. You've got forty-seven percent saying he did something illegal, but an even larger margin saying, "Yeah, he's uh, they're targeting, targeting him because he is uh, because it's a partisan uh, motivation." Now, maybe people are differentiating between the Atlanta DA versus the DOJ. Maybe when they hear the Department of Justice, they're only limiting their responses to. Just that that narrow entity of the the U.S. the federal Department of Justice, and not you know the the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg or the Fulton County DA Fannie Willis or Wills whatever her name is. Maybe that's what's happening, but it just it strikes me as odd that you've got all of these people that are like, yeah, it's it's totally partisan, but he probably did something illegal. But that's. That's also not good. And if that's any other person besides Donald Trump, like I would say they're done. Forty seven percent of likely voters say he did something illegal, and another twelve percent say he did something wrong, but not illegal, but something seriously wrong. And only one third are like, no, he didn't do anything wrong. That's that would be a problem. But not for Donald Trump. <laughs> I, I don't think he defies all of these uh all of these polls, and that's what everybody loves about him, right? In fact, here's another poll. This is um, CBS News, YouGov. Former President Donald Trump supporters say they hold him as a source of true information over their family, their friends, their religious leaders as well. They trust him more than family, friends and religious leaders. Let's get Bob on. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the program. How are you?
1: Hey Pete, how are you?
0: Hey, I'm sir? good. What's going on?
1: I'm I'm walking and I'm old and I'm winded, so pardon me
0: for that. <laughs> that's all right. But, uh,
1: th- this I'm I'm convinced, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you know I am kooky, and that's not much of a stretch. <laughs> and I think that this indictment in Georgia and the the, the timing with the first debate i think that was planned by someone and the reason i say that is do you remember that grand jury four person she was like a 30 year old lady she had this vibe of a an amish tweaker
0: yeah she was nuts
1: and that and they they handed that down in february
0: well they they convened the grand jury yeah and they started probing all of this um uh... Uh, all of these these people and the, uh, the the various charges and the like, and I don't have any doubt that the timing has been coordinated for maximum impact. I don't know. I mean, to some degree, right? Because you're always at the mercy of events. Things change. Stuff pops up. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I I do believe that there is a there is an eye on the calendar as they are putting this stuff together, and I suspect that's why they want this trial to occur in October or something, which is, that's that's ridiculous. The fact that you, you've got, she wants to try them all together. You've got, so what, like uh, a, a dozen of these defendants, and you want them all to stand trial with, you know, millions of pages of discovery, and you think that's going to happen in, what, three months? That's nuts.
1: Yeah. Well, you were kind of thinking the same way as I was, so I I wouldn't feel right charging you for this. So I'm not going to charge you for this today.
0: Okay? okay. All right. I appreciate that then. All right. All right. <laughs> Bob, I appreciate you. it, buddy. See you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your walk. So former President Donald Trump supporters say they hold him as a source of true information over their family, friends, and religious leaders, according to a new poll. Now, by the way, I would uh, I would just guess at this. I haven't seen any other comparisons, but I would wager... That this is also a similar dynamic with Barack Obama's supporters, I have no doubt about that because I remember watching the as I called them at the time, Obamatons. Whatever Obama said was true; it didn't matter, and that's and that's most of the media too, by the way. Worst scandal was his tan suit. No, no, maybe the worst scandal was the gun running operation down to Mexico, but. I don't think that people who are supporters of Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, I don't think that they would that they would have the numbers that Obama and Trump have on this one. I just I don't see their supporters being as, you know, fervent believers in their guy. And this is why people call it the, a cult of personality. And that is that is kind of true. And I'm not, I don't mean that as an insult. Right? This is what DeSantis was talking about with the listless vessel thing, is that if you elevate the person above the principles of the movement, when the person is done, when they're out of the scene, then the movement dissipates. And this was I cited this before Barack Obama his you know, two terms in office were very good for Barack Obama, for the Democrat Party, not so much. They they lost over a thousand seats across America in state legislative races, governors races, congressional races. So there's a trade-off there when you elevate the person above principles of a movement. You know, in this survey, Trump voters were asked to pick who they feel tells them the truth. Trump gathered 71 percent of the vote. Friends and family gathered 63%, conservative media figures 56%, and religious leaders 42%. The poll was conducted uh, early August, and it interviewed over 2,000 U.S. adult residents. So these are not likely voters, which is fine because it's they're not asking for um, whether or not you're going to vote for Trump or against Trump or whatever. Margin of error, plus or minus three points. Political analyst and Dillard University professor Robert Collins told Newsweek that the poll demonstrates the extent to which voters are locked in and their minds are already made up. The opinions of the Republican base about Trump were set in stone a long time ago. So they're going to dismiss any negative information about him, even if that information comes from family members or friends. And by the way, this is a direct result of the media and the DOJ and the. CIA, the FBI, right? All of these entities that constructed fables and smear attacks against Donald Trump over the last six years. I warned folks that this was going to be the natural response, is that when you get caught lying about all of these things, they're not going to trust you anymore. You deserve the low credibility numbers. In the eyes of the Republican base, the indictments are turning Trump into a martyr. He has managed to convince his base that the indictments against him are really attacks on them and their beliefs. Wait, wait. Did Donald Trump convince people of that? Or did the evidence convince people of that? Did the statement, look at the reaction today of Democrats and media, but I repeat myself, uh, of of the release of the mugshot. The term giddy applies. There is this level of theatrical performance at play here that is gross to watch. It's not even a good performance. It's like, oh, we got him. I keep thinking of that Kamala Harris, you know, uh, uh, video of her, you know, waving the bus goodbye and whatever. It's now a meme of, like, ridiculous overacting. This... This idea like they could just kind of wish cast these things into reality, into being. Like I'm going to say, oh, this picture is such a moment in time for us. And now everyone's going, oh, it's a moment. Oh, it's a moment. It's a moment in time. The only people that think that are the ones that already agree with you, that already hate Trump. Trump's mugshot does not convince anybody that he did anything wrong. If they don't already agree with you, they're not going to agree just cuz you indicted and arrested them. <laughs> that's not going to that's not going to change their minds. As a result, they are going to trust him as their primary source of information above all others. Yeah, that's kind of what happens when you lie repeatedly. You know? When they lie repeatedly as the, as they and, and hold themselves up to be the credible authorities, and then you get caught Faking evidence, faking charges, lying on FISA reports. Yeah, people tend not to believe you anymore. Let me get uh, Ralph on real quick here before the break. Hello, Ralph. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Pete. uh, And you can go back to one of Hannity's shows this week. Alan Dershowitz said he was on the Teen Gore legal defense Mm -hmm. thing during the Hanging Chad.
0: Yeah, yeah, 2000.
2: He said that he called around and basically asked all these attorney generals, uh, you know, in Florida and stuff like that, that, that they needed to look at these votes mm-hmm. and basically did the same thing Trump did in Fulton County, Georgia.
0: Sure. Right. Well, and and. Um... They will argue, well, I will say the, the Democrats will argue, well, that was before the votes got certified after the canvas period, right? That, and th- that's where they're going to make the, I don't believe that's a distinction uh, that's worth any merit. Um, because you look at what happened in North Carolina with the Supreme Court Chief Justice race, Paul Newby and um, Sherry Beasley, before, she, you know, when she lost and then ran for U.S. Senate the next year. Uh, that race was decided by like 500 votes, and her team did the same thing. They did the exact same thing, trying to find votes among absentee ballots and then trying to get other ballots disqualified so this way she could win. They do this all the time. The Democrats have been doing this for years. Mark Elias has been doing this for years in North Carolina So and in other states. So, yeah, I'm not buying it.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, case in point about the people that said, you know, Trump did something illegal, I, I don't think they know all the evidence. And, 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 you know, this is what frustrates me. You know, we're uh, a lot of us hardworking people out here are so fed up with these people that base their opinions on emotion.
0: Well, yeah, right now we don't know what the evidence is. We have just the uh, the charging papers, the indictment itself, and we don't have any of the evidence, which is why I'm willing to wait. I want to see what the evidence is. You know, I appreciate the call, Ralph. It's a great point. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply. 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Jazz Shaw, writing at com. Just to piggyback off of the uh, off of this polling. He says, I'm not a member of the Republican Party, and I cannot vote in the primary. So he says, I have technically no no horse in the race, or dog in the fight, or... Name in the hat or hat in the ring or whatever. Anyway, he says, I have only one priority this time around. That would be the critical necessity to defeat Joe Biden or whichever of his lackeys wind up running next November. Biden has been nothing short of an abject disaster for the country on almost every score. And it has become increasingly obvious that he is likely the most corrupt figure to ever hold that office, leaving our great nation looking increasingly like a banana republic and a target of global scorn. He says, I understand the concerns that some of my well-meaning friends on this website that he works at, hotair.com, and, uh, and at others, right, people inside the conservative movement that they have with Donald Trump and have had or now have or whatever. They want to win next November also. That's the thing. We everybody has to keep this in mind. Everybody on the right. Everybody, if you don't like Joe Biden, everybody needs to understand this at this stage of the game. And I know people are like they're attacking each other, they're savaging each other over the preferred choice and candidates on the GOP side. But keep in mind what is the objective, and if your objective is to only get one person into the office versus to get Joe Biden out, right? Then I don't know. Everybody, and they have their beliefs. Like, my personal belief is that Donald Trump is not going to be well-suited to beat Joe Biden. That's my personal belief. I've been open about it for years. I've been right about it and wrong about it. <laughs> I was wrong about it with uh, uh, Hillary and right about it with with Joe Biden. So, I don't want either of, of, uh, of those, uh, I, w- I don't want either of them to be president, but I also didn't want... Uh, Donald Trump to be president. I don't think Donald Trump is best suited. I, don't, I think, and look, we are in uncharted territory here. I think I said this yesterday. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You've got Supreme Court issues at play. You've got state court issues at play. You've got party rules inside the Republican Party at play, right? Constitutional questions, electoral prospects, COVID mandates, and masking. I'm seeing stories about that now. Right. Is there some sort? I don't know. There's a lot that's still up in the air. But everybody at this point should understand, right, the objective is to make sure Joe Biden is out. All right. So they want to win. These people want to win next November also. And there is a significant amount of Trump hatred baked into a percentage of the electorate that is alarmingly above 40 percent. And I know a lot of Trump people don't want to hear that, but. There are a lot of people that hate Donald Trump in the electorate. It's going to be a tight election, no matter who's on the ballot or how awful conditions are around the country. But even if Donald Trump disappeared in a cloud of burning indictments tomorrow, the media and the establishment would simply turn their full fire and fury on the next GOP target. That would make him or her the next Trump. And probably they would say worse than Trump, you know. Yeah, we know we said Trump was literally Hitler, but this person now is worse than Trump. Everybody is worse than Trump or worse than the last guy. We should also keep in mind that Donald Trump has one important advantage, along with several supporting advantages, but one important advantage that the rest of the people lack, along with Joe Biden. All of the other candidates, from Ron DeSantis to Nikki Haley to Tim Scott and the rest, they got supporters, they got donors, they got some super PACs, all that's fine and good. Quote, But Donald Trump has a freaking army. And that army is not wavering one centimeter on the front lines. They are out there painting his image on their vehicles. They are modifying their trucks to mount flags on them. They show up in droves just to watch them get arrested. And on election day, and hopefully during early voting, which they're still terrible at, they will show up. By the way, this was also in that John Locke Foundation poll. People need to understand, like, use the early voting period, people. Bank the vote. Bank that vote for your guy. And then they'll stop calling you, they'll stop texting you, right? All of that stuff stops once they know you've gone and voted early. And then you can actually go help other people vote. Nobody is doing any of that for Biden. Look around the rest of the field in the GOP. Does any of them have that kind of a force behind them? None of them have whatever magic Trump has somehow unleashed. And if his army shows up in full full and enough of the conservatives do as well, we might just pull it off, he says. you